Um, I got a new. I don't know if it, it's looking a little clearer on my end, but I got a new phone. Oh, nice! So, so yeah. it's not as it's not as foggy. I got a little bit. Of, it's got yeah, the Google actually, pixel, there so. there is a yeah, there is a noted difference. Mark, it's time to step your game up, yo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm straight. I'm straight on laptop though. You guys use your phones for house party, right? Uh, no, I'm on laptop too. Okay. Although yeah. mine isn't as crystal clear as uh, as uh, as as Chris's. It's I mean, pretty cool. Looking at my screen right it. now, I, it looks like I'm I'm looking at uh, like you know uh, Wolf Blitzer here and <laughs> yeah. over here on the Lafave side. I've got fucking Ted Baxter back at WJM <laughs> in Minneapolis, man. Like Benny's got the look like, of the last time the Leafs won a fucking playoff series, and Chris <laughs> has the look of high def ever yes, since. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It's like any of the retrospective Toronto Maple Leafs highlights. Yeah. It's just all like the grainiest yeah. Still shit. apps yeah. skating down yeah, the fucking exactly. wing. <laughs> Can you do something good with clarity, please? Because it's getting... It's Why am I investing in this 4K television? I know, what a beauty people? of the television back when, uh, when the Leafs won the Stanley Cup last. At least in the parade, you couldn't pick up all the horse shit from the, uh, <laughs> from, from the wagons on that old TV, right? So... <laughs> Says the Bruins fan whose team went out last night. I wonder yeah, how many, yeah, I wonder yeah, how many yeah. people lost their uh, lost their jobs that worked in uh, media or, or news as soon as high def came out because it was like mm. you do not have a face for high def like it used to be you have a face for radio now it's right. you have a you have a face for regular deaf television <laughs> <laughs> for analog TV yeah yeah you have a face for UHF. <laughs> <laughs> Black Sheep Radio with Ben McVie, Mark LeFave, and Chris Brown. Join the conversation at BSR Podcast on Facebook and at Radio underscore Sheep on Instagram and Twitter. You know what's we- the, the one thing about having the shaved head now is that I that I I guess I should have anticipated, but you, the the sweat falls differently. Yeah, like, there's, no, there's no sponge. <laughs> it sucks. It's awful. Like Believe I always me. used to watch, like like you know old video old videos of Andre Agassi with that whack ass <laughs> headband, and I'm like, what the fuck is this guy doing? I, I you guys are gonna rock headbands. I have you a bandana. I, I do. I go yeah. Bon Jovi on Sundays. I have to, man. <laughs> I'm like little Steven in the E Street Band. It's it's full on bandana, and I do you have wear those to. cut. Do you wear those cut off jean shorts too to go with a bandana? I, fuck, I, I should. So. I should. <laughs> No, but you know what? There's nothing worse than having something heavy in your hands and all of a sudden your eyes are burning because sweat is pouring it into sucks. them. Oh, it's yeah. terrible. Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> September 1st, eh? Brand, brand new month, too. So Ugh. what's September got for us? I'm fucking excited to find out. <laughs> <laughs> you can hear the exuberance, the anticipation. Uh, September, what the fuck have you? It's yeah, like... Yeah. It's like uh, this weekend leading into September, it's like it's like watching Muhammad Ali do like some showboating. You know what I mean? Like he's like winding yeah, yeah. up. The oh fist. yeah, absolutely. August right. Uh, August last night at midnight was like, well, okay, I killed his dog. September. What do you got for this guy? <laughs> Fuck me. 
You know, I, I asked people, I posted a couple days ago, hey, I mean, all the shitty things that have happened this year, what's something good that's happened? And there was like four people that commented. Yeah, like, exactly. If I asked, tell me some bad shit that's happened to you this year, the fucking list would be endless. But yeah, oh, four things. It's wild. Got a new yeah, guitar. <laughs> sweet. Sweet. There's 200,000 people have died in the U.S. from the yeah. fucking pandemic. But you got a new guitar. So there you go. Yeah. Um, all right, so what's let's, in the news, let's get buddy. into the news. This isn't this isn't the uplifting series of events either. I unfortunately I, I tried to put sweet. I tried to t- well, no, there's there's two really good things at the end, but hopefully hopefully we'll we'll get to that point. Um, okay, so the first school the the first one the first two actually have to do with school. Uh, the first one is specifically in Hamilton, but I, I imagine it's probably uh, reflective of just the the lack of preparation in general. Uh, school boards in Hamilton are left scrambling with just a week to go before the start of the school year because thousands of families around the city have opted for online learning. And I guess it was more than they had anticipated. Um, I don't know why you could be, I don't know why anybody would be shocked. Like it's, you know, I, I think, I think they're, 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 they're using it as cover to, to, to hide the fact that they haven't been preparing this entire time. I'm not saying, I'm not saying it was a, it was a Babe Ruth pointing to the, left field wall moment but i did call that yeah that they're gonna get they're gonna get close to d-day and start peeling back the the opening date i still say it's gonna be thanksgiving hmm. thanksgiving will be this year's labor day that's what i think yeah they've already moved uh sorry uh, they've already moved my daughter's start day it was supposed to be september 11th of course eh? of all the fucking days she could be starting school in 2020 Uh it was gonna be september 11th but it's now uh september it's the following Tuesday. September 11th yeah. is a Friday. My it's kids, the following my kids Tuesday. My kid's been pushed back a week, too. Wow, really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Um, so just, just continuing that story. So educators, what, they, what they're saying now is that they'll be forced to adjust to a new school, possibly. They'll possibly be forced to adjust to a new school, a new class, or even a new grade with just days of notice. And normally a teacher will know, normally in a regular situation, a teacher will know what their placement is by June at the latest, right? Obviously, desperate times call for desperate measures. It's not going to happen. You know, it, yeah. It's not going to happen. This this is, you know, th- this is this is uh, shipwreck survivors clamoring for the last life ring is what this is. And it's just, it's, uh, it's not going to happen. Uh, it's going to be backed up even more. Well, I told you, I mean, that's, that was part of the uh, the little heated fucking discussion my wife and I had last night was, you know, I mean, what are we arguing about anyway? Because in about three fucking weeks, mm-hmm. school is going to be closed anyway. Exactly. So my question becomes, if you are the parent like myself of a five-year-old getting ready to go into senior kindergarten, is there any fucking point? Is there any point in sending them for three weeks before it gets closed down and possibly exposing them to something or just... Sitting, yeah, yeah. If I could sit, you, you use you use the shipwreck mentality. Um, would this not be better to maybe uh, hop off the ship, sit on the iceberg for a little bit, see what happens to the fucking ship after it hits, and if well, it sinks, okay. don't get on it. <laughs> I, I want to. I actually, I want to. That brings up something, and I'm sorry, Chris. We're. I know. I know you've it's got okay. new stories to get to. No, but this I mean, is the whole know. point. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> I saw this comment. Uh, I think it, w- it might have been a, a post that you put up, Mark. But it's, somebody said. Um, uh, you know, I'm keeping my kids home. Uh, trial and error. We'll, we'll, we'll you know, we'll mm-hmm. see what happens sort of thing. Well, you can't have a trial without test subjects. 
um, you, you, like if everybody were to say, well, you know, I'm going to wait back and see what happens. Nothing will fucking happen because mm-hmm. everybody's waiting to see what happens. Yeah. So at yeah. some point you got to shit or get off the pot. Um, and, and, and in my mind, to answer your question, is it worth sending them for three weeks? Yes, it's worth sending them because if we're all tentative and sitting back forever, nothing's going to happen. It's even if it's baby steps, even if it's for three weeks and there's a case and heaven I just forbid, don't want that know, case somebody to be, gets really I just don't want that so case to be my kid, though. It, it, so. I know, but <laughs> I know. I know. I said, it to, I said it to my wife this way yesterday. I'm like, okay, let's say, I mean, schools have fire drills, right? They get all the kids fucking lined up when the bell, when the fire bell goes off and they all go outside. If you knew as a parent, for sure, there's going to be a fire at this school. I don't know if it's going to be today. I don't know if it's going to be, but there's going to be a fire. Are you going to trust a teacher to get 30 or however many fucking five-year-olds out in time? Or would you rather just keep them home? Not because of the chance that there might be a fire drill, but you know there is going to be a fire. Well, you just then, don't know when. How, how can you use that as a comparison? Because so you're sending your kids, you know, I wouldn't send that my they're kids. going I to would, be exposed to COVID. Come yeah, on. I wouldn't send my kids knowing that there's going to be a fire. I don't feel comfortable sending. But the, you don't the, know the that there's going to be exposed to a virus. You don't well, know Well, the biggest that. comparison would be the bus. How come there's 10 people allowed on the fucking HSR, but there's 40 kids allowed on the fucking school bus? I know. Um, and that's a, that's a question that requires, it doesn't yeah, need an answer. That's a good how question. come when I go to Walmart, there's only a certain amount of people allowed in. There's someone with a counter at the front door and on the whether people are following them or not, there are arrows on the ground pointing to where people should go. If I walk into an aisle, there isn't 70 fucking people in that aisle. There's usually maybe one. And even then I still feel uncomfortable. Okay. And, I, and I get um, that point. So I, if those guidelines are in place for me to go buy, uh, you know, I mean, stuff at Walmart, there is no guidelines in place for school. Now, my wife said, well, yeah, but they all have to wear masks. Use that same analogy you're at walmart and you turn down the aisle to go get milk and there's 70 fucking people in that aisle they're all wearing masks are you going to go down that aisle or are you going to wait to get milk maybe go get it somewhere later or maybe go down that aisle later when there isn't 70 people i personally am avoiding that fucking aisle masks or no masks i'm avoiding that aisle 40 kids on the bus that are fucking shoulder to shoulder for that ride to and from school I mean, it doesn't matter whether they go into a classroom and they're separated. They've been shoulder to shoulder on a fucking school bus. The teachers union is is, is filing a fucking labor grievance that this is unsafe work. Is that a political maneuver by the teachers union? Maybe if it is, Maybe. they're being pretty shitty. They're being fucking assholes if they're doing that. I think that they are legitimately concerned about the lack of safety measures in schools. I, I need to believe in the teachers union more than I need to believe in the federal go- or the uh, provincial government. I get what you're saying. I guess my stance on this thing is they definitely need to do more homework before they send these kids back, but not for the reason that you're thinking in that, you know, you, you just said, is it worth sending them back for three weeks? Um, the, 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 there is my trial and error point. My second point is this may not apply to a, uh, someone with a five-year-old kid, but I can tell you that my grade 12 student was so disappointed to find out it was off for another week. Mm-hmm. For those kids, and, and this isn't far away for the five-year-old, you know, when, when the social aspect of going to school gets to be as important as, as the learning, 
then mm-hmm. yes, going back for three weeks is is crucial. I mean, these kids have been have been out of that environment for far too long, and and some of them are really really looking forward to going back to it. So that, that I'm not saying that justifies sending them back. I'm just saying that that for for if I'm playing devil's advocate, that's something mm-hmm. else, Mark, for you to consider. Is that oh for sure? There, there's the, the the mental health aspect of this where these kids have been separated for far too long. You mean the 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 other devil? If there's another devil, the other devil's advocate would be that I, I'm curious to, as to what percentage of people are sending their kids back um, because and, and this came up on our Facebook page as well because they use it as as their daycare provider. Yeah, there's that too. So yeah, I mean I I, I get that. <laughs> I get that it's tough. I mean, you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. And parents are in such a shitty position right now. Um, even, I mean, not just groups of parents, even individual parents against each other, so to speak. You know what I mean? My wife and I talking yesterday and her saying, you know, I, mean, I don't know what the teacher's problem is. I mean, everyone else could go back to work. Why can't they? And I just, mm. I had never heard her spout a, a Doug Ford <laughs> comment like that before. Well, yeah. So I was like, like oh, it's I mean, you know, it's just a frustrating time for everyone, right? Like yeah. you're, it's, it, 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 it's tough to make a, a decision because there's so many different and, factors. And like that, obviously you're opening up your family to the risk of getting exposed, but you know, there's a lot of people that just, that can't like take care of their kids full time and and there's a lot of people that think like you know you look at you look at the the phase three opening you know we did the phase three opening we opened businesses and there was no big spike right so everyone was anticipating that we were going to shut it all down and we didn't so like maybe this is the same case like you never really know um Mm. what's what's in time you can't predict it really um i know it does it definitely seems like it's a it's a bad call, and, and it that, sounds like there's just not prepared at all. Like, you, you never uh, – so I'll let you get in, but you never want to, you know, go into a situation like this, especially something as high risk when it feels like all the people that are in charge are just running around with their heads cut off. Yeah. I think that's the main thing. Like, that's, everyone yeah, just seems Yeah, that's the reason why I'm, I've been advocating for just hold off until yeah. we have an ironclad, here's what we're doing, and we do it. So that yeah. not not just because of the whole dynamic of the kids being shoulder to shoulder and everything, but so that we <laughs> parents can plan our lives a little bit more effectively. I don't mm-hmm. I don't want to fucking you know. Well, we'll try it for two weeks and see what happens, sort of thing, and close down and everything. You can't you can't live your life that way. You need to have a little bit of structure to know: Am I going to work this week or not? You know, to be living under this cloud of mm, I might be back in tomorrow is is that's shitty, stressful. It's very do you stressful. Think, do you think then my assessment that okay, we you know, I mean she puts on her mask and she goes to school and we fucking delouse her before she comes home and you know I mean throw her in the shower when she gets in the house and and all that kind of stuff. But I said to Sam, but no trips to grandma who's had heart problems, no trips to go see uh, my brother who's got a new baby and whose wife has uh, severe asthma. Like we send our kids to we sending our kids to school in in twelve days. We are fucking quarantining ourselves in twelve days. I, w- I would I would uh, I would counter to that that uh, call grandma and call the people who you're thinking you just said hypothetically you could visit and see what they think. Yeah. Yeah. Or there's get those a, there's trips a quick out way of the way to, in the next couple. Out. Get those trips out of the way in the next couple of weeks and see how it goes. Like I, I don't think that's unreasonable. Like I, I mean, 
you know, if it's something you're genuinely concerned about, you, but you could always like, you know, get a COVID, get, get everyone tested on a Friday and then go see them on Sunday once you get the results or something as well. You know what I mean? Like there's ways you could go around it, but, um, mm. yeah, it's not, it's definitely not the ideal situation. Who knows what's going to go on, but this leads into my next news story, which yes, doesn't, <laughs> this isn't going to give anybody the warm and fuzzies. That's for sure. There's a, a, a child from the daycare program at McKinnon Park Secondary School in Caledonia tested positive for COVID and they had been attending the class and the whole class was sent home to quarantine uh, and forced into isolation and, and they basically you know had to shut down the entire class for I guess two weeks now so right yeah that that, that was you know that, that's the big news coming out of the weekend um Especially that's, because that's one you know, little that's one little fucking daycare in Caledonia. Exactly. Uh, I mean, what, what what kills me about that is, I mean, we started this off by saying, I mean, we got a couple of weeks to to make decisions or whatever. I think people should be making decisions about uh, what to do when school gets closed down. Yeah. I think that's no. I think that's the decision. Contingency should be plans making. always a good thing, yes. right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. It doesn't seem like it seems like they're just like right now. Um, the schools are kind of just buying time yeah. so that they can prepare for the inevitable closing of the like schools. I, I, the government as well. I listened to Doug Ford yesterday, adamantly that, you know what I mean? Schools are safe and I don't know what the, why the teachers are fighting me on this and they, all they want to do is fight and schools are safe. But if there is an outbreak, I'll close them down right away. Well, are they fucking safe or is there going to be an outbreak? How can you, how can you say both things? You can't say yeah. that they're safe and then say, but if there's an outbreak, you know what I mean? It's it's fucking one or the other. It's. It, I think I just think that there's going to always be a possibility of an outbreak, regardless of what situation you go into, right? So it's like you can go to a restaurant and and everything could be done safely, and you could still there could still be a, an yeah, outbreak outside. Yeah, of that. It's again, like, it, to, it's just to a, say, it's just, yeah, go ahead. No, to say, I, I, I don't think there's anything. Okay. The schools to, to to take that sort of schools are safe. I don't know why the teachers are fighting me. Sort of approach is ineffective because that that just pulls the two sides further. It's just political apart. stuff, and yeah, How, yeah. However, to say schools are safe, in my opinion, but if there were an outbreak, it's the same as the fire drill, man. Schools are safe, but if there were a fire, I'd send the fire department. You know, it's kind of yep. the same. Mm-hmm. Kind All of right. Same. All right. Uh, so this is this is the part of the newscast where I gloat. Oh, <laughs> Boston's <Please>. out. Boston <laughs> Bruins Fuck. fell last night, four to one. The series they managed to get one game. Hey, that's they managed it. to take home one win. Dropped to the Lightning, three two win. And I'm a little upset actually because some of the a lot of the coverage is saying that that the Bruins were eliminated in the second round, but it's not the second round, is it? It's actually the no, first it's a, round. It's a first round exit for sure. Yeah. So that's that's you know I I'm, I just wanted to make sure that people are aware of that that uh, this isn't you. actually a second round exit. This is a first round exit. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> that's that's pretty much all I had to say on that one. And then there's also a uh, General Motors. This is a good one. This is a better news story. I try to I try to end it on a little bit of a higher note. General Motors higher than invested, Boston getting eliminated. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, that's it's. I I think it's funny, but like you know, I was pretty pissed about the Leafs, and the Leafs had no chance of going anywhere, and I was still upset about about them getting knocked off. So it is what it is. But this one's uh, General Motors invested twenty eight million dollars to cut emissions and hydro use at their St. Catharines plant, and uh, the goal is to cut emissions 
uh, and reliance on hydro by 70 percent and what they're doing is which is really cool it's a really clever thing apparently they've been working on it for a couple years Um, they're using renewable landfill gas that is going to be piped in from a walker industries property about (laughs) three kilometers away nice you know they're using farts to power uh, i'm gonna take a second to to brag uh about uh the family uh, my dad started that whole thing that's amazing uh, yeah he was in charge of uh waste for years he just retired in june actually he was in charge of that for years and i back in the 90s my dad was starting to toy with the idea of selling off the methane gas that comes off a landfill and wow, that's uh, I should I should give him a call. I didn't I didn't even. Uh, well, that's a big story. That's it's cool. cool eh? Yeah. Well, I, as soon as you said St. Catharines, and, and then you said yeah. the the methane, I'm like that must be coming from Walkers because they're not they're close by. Actually, the landfill is very close to the plant. That is incredible. Wow, very cool. Yeah, it is pretty cool. It's very incredible cool. the things that people can do when they. Uh, when they when they have a, when they have a goal you know what i mean like the Whoa. the technology that can be out there the the <laughs> reusing stuff that you never th- reusing shit basically to uh, it's, it's funny because it was the most obvious great. thing there used to be at that landfill there used to be this big friggin not a stack it only came up about i don't know maybe 8 10 feet off the ground but it was this flame that just burnt like it was the eternal flame it was always burning and it was the methane coming off from underground and you had to burn that off or it becomes very volatile right yeah but this thing burned so hot that even in the dead of winter it was like a 10 yard circle around this (laughs) flame of melted snow and it was one of those things where yeah i mean who wouldn't look at that and go well, shit, if, if we're just burning it off, <laughs> maybe we can make a little something off this, you know? It's pretty yeah. clever. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty clever. It's yeah, like a, just a byproduct of bullshit, you know? It's, it's, and it's, it's just like, I mean, I was really like 70% reduction is, is a yeah. lot, you know, yeah. like that's not a small number. That's significant. So, um, you know, I think it'll have a general good impact on you know the St. Catharines power grid as well. You're just you're That's just awesome. taking removing that all away. It's a it's pretty a pretty awesome story. I, I thought that was super cool. Cool for um, a, so, a company yeah. here to do that as well. I, I just exactly. I think North American companies are a little bit behind the uh, behind the curve on stuff like that. Because even when I went to Europe, some of the breweries there they use like fucking nothing. I I, yeah, I don't know the numbers for sure, but in terms of their water usage and stuff, like they reuse a lot of their water. They've got. Uh, desalinization plant like they've got everything set up to try and just leave as little of a carbon footprint as they possibly can so it's good to see yeah. uh, especially yeah, somewhere so close company too. My, my dad worked there for years my wife That's works awesome. there I've worked there it, it's one of the the best Walker is one of the the best companies you could ever work for like cool, honestly cool. if you you get a job there cling to it tenaciously because they're hmm. they're good people they treat their people very very well cool yeah, it's a good company. Um, so that's it for the news. I don't know. Was there anything else that you'd like? I, I have one more thing that, that we could chat about, but I don't know if there's anything that you guys were hoping to cover before we go, because I feel like this one might take a little bit for us to go through, too. Whatever you want. Give it easy. All right, cool. Yeah, so while we were off, um, you know, we, we only did a couple episodes last week, and, and one of them was a music one. But while we were off, there was this whole, like, NBA, NHL sports shutdown. 
um, mm. over the last, you know, little bit. And I, I was just wondering, like, I was curious to think what you guys thought about it. And, and I mean, I guess I could... I, I think I think one of the things that kind of kind of got me a little bit frustrated with the whole thing is is the I, and, and and I I I love I love the ability of people's um, you know uh, guys guys like LeBron or or whatever um, you know standing up for what they believe in and using their platform to to highlight issues that that they. Um, they they deem important and and obviously it's a very important issue. I think one of the things that I was really getting frustrated with is 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 you know it seems like people are forcing everyone to weigh in on this whole thing. Whether you're a political actor or not a political actor, you have nothing to do with it. If you're you're a you're if you're Sidney Crosby, right? You've dedicated your entire life to hockey. Essentially, you, you probably don't even spend a whole lot of a, a whole lot of a whole lot of time on the internet or researching anything. But like, if you don't, well, hang, have, hang on, like, why, why? Hang on, why would you say that? I mean, what? Well, because no, he's an be, athlete. because like for example, like for example, he's not like politically the, aware. the NH- Sorry, like, no, like, the, the, the NHL shut down, right? But it shut down, like, a day late, and everyone was, was, was shitting on them for saying that they were too late to the party, and they, they, were, they, they, they you know, made a mistake, and, and that it's the... I, I saw this one podcast that I, that I listened to called it the Blue Lives Matter League, or the All Lives Matter League, because they, <laughs> they, they missed a day. And it's like, you know, I just... I think it's perfectly reasonable to not be involved in this conversation. Like, it's like, you know, I understand that like everybody wants to talk about it and everybody wants every equality, but I don't think it's, I don't think it's a, it's a racism to not be following along into the story. And and I think there's guys like, like Elaine Vigneault took a lot of flack for saying that you know I'm 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 a hockey coach and like I'm in the bubble and I'm focused on my job right now. Uh, it, I granted it was a bit of a cop out for sure, um, but uh, you know I, I just don't know. Like it, it just seems like especially athletes. This is this is the one thing is like all of these athletes are expected to be political pundits now, which again like it's not to take away from anything from the people that are clearly this is a part of their life and this is something that's very important to them, but like. You know, why? Like, I don't get why the, 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 the conversation around social justice is about whether the, the superstar on my team is an activist or not. Like, I don't, I don't understand why the, the conversation is focused on, our, on our, our sports stars and instead it should be focused on the people that actually, you know, have, have the power to, to make real changes. Like, they, they're, they're pressure, I feel like they're pressuring, they're pressuring sports stars or not they, but like just in general, a lot of people are pressuring, they're putting more pressure on sports stars and musicians than they are on their local politicians or that they are on even just going out and making active change themselves. You know, it's, it's all about blaming other people for not doing enough instead of looking inside yourself and doing something yourself. It's It's, it's just this weird fucking thing, man. And it it was, it was kind of, it kind of frustrated me because I don't think, I don't look to Austin Matthews for a political opinion to tell me how I should feel about 
like the Black Lives Matter thing. Granted, if that's what he wanted to do with this platform, he can. But I don't know that it's right for me to be upset at him for not being political. Like, I, 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 th- I feel like that's because that's when you get into a situation where they say something insane because they don't know what they're talking about. And then they get jumped on for that. You know what I mean? It's it's just a really fucking weird thing, you know? I empathize with the NHL in that situation because, I mean, the the, the when the Milwaukee Bucks walked off the floor or didn't, didn't show up or whatever, I, I don't think they sent around a mass email no. to every professional sports uh, organization in North America that this was their plan, so you know, act accordingly sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I, I think the I think it's all about optics. And I, I think the NHL did the right thing in taking a day off, not because yeah. they feel that players should be politically active or anything else. It's all about optics. And it's a damned if you do and, and damned if you don't. I would have erred on the side of boycott and take the day off for fear of what the optics would look like if now you're aware that another pro team is boycotting this very important, important current flashpoint issue, right? To say, well, now, nah, you know what? We'll, we'll take that approach that players aren't uh, politicians and so on and so forth. This... Like, this is just the environment we live in. Uh, Before social media, players talked about games. There were very few politically active professional athletes. Very few. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now that everybody's got a platform to say that, well, you know, professional athletes shouldn't really talk about it because they're going to look like idiots. Well, everybody (laughs) looks like idiots when they start talking about their (laughs) when they go online. Right. Exactly. So. Um, for the, I, I think it's worth it to have players take political stances like this, not because their opinion matters anymore, but when they are trying to affect change for good, what can be bad about that? Agreed. No, I don't yeah. think there's any. Yeah, sorry, I don't think there's anything bad about that at all. I think if there's somebody that wants to use their platform to to talk about whatever they want, that's right. definitely within their right. I have like my thing that that frustrates me is this expectation that every single player has to have a stance on whatever particular <coughs> issue they're being asked about. Is and it's that like, the expectation? It, Do you think that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like I mean, just the the, the Elaine Vigneault thing is is a good example. Like like, you know, he got roasted. And yeah. people are claiming this this guy's a racist because he his answer was like I don't really follow this stuff I don't have yeah. Twitter I don't have social media and I'm I've got two days to prepare for a playoff uh, hockey game where I'm going to lose my job I'm and willing like that to bet was he got destroyed I'm willing to bet that a lot a lot of players and coaches share that view it's just it's one of those views you, you don't say, say out it. loud don't yeah. say it out loud that's all. Yeah. And I just sympathize with the people that don't follow politics because politics is very volatile right now and it's perfectly yeah. reasonable to want to not be a part of it. You know what I mean? Like and you just can't be a, you can't not be a part of it anymore. And that's that's I think what's really and like and and I'm not and again like I, it's not like I'm saying that I I mean I I don't like support the, the Black Lives Matter initiative and, and I don't think that I'm, I'm glossing over an issue I think I think all of these conversations are conversations that have needed to be had 20 years ago but it's just you know leave them to the people that know what they're talking about like like why do I want to hear what fucking Roman Polak has to say about Black Lives Matter 
You know what I mean? Like, I don't yeah. need him well, to. Well, yeah, but why? You know? Why do you want to? But in the case, you know, I, again, for with with athletes, typically it's it's you know we adore, we admire, we idolize athletes for. for there, there's somebody out there in the world whose opinion might change or might. I, I don't mm-hmm. think it's about convincing people like us who are uh, you know are anti-racism and and black lives matter and and all of this sort of thing or somebody who it definitely has racist tendencies those those camps are entrenched it's mm-hmm. the middle ground where this shit matters for the fence mm-hmm. sitters for the people who are you know who have racist tendencies but are starting to see the error of their ways and thinking and then along comes their favorite athlete who says this is a bunch of bullshit Maybe that's the the tipping point for some people. I don't. I don't I'm not saying it is, I'm, but I'm saying there's a definite possibility that <laughs> opinions are swayed by what our heroes sure. say. Yeah, well, whether you, they're you, actors or activists or yeah. athletes. Well, you use the term optics, and I think that's where that's where the NHL runs into uh, runs into some issues. Um, yes, there are the optics of the, it would have looked really bad if they didn't do any right. sort of blackout or boycott or whatever. But the optics of the NHL in general are considerably different than the NBA. I think the NBA is eighty uh, percent African American, and that's clearly not oh. the case in the NHL. So you've got these but guys that, 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 that also you, factors into do we boycott or not? Are yeah. are nearly all white? league with you know a handful of black players I think over yeah, but I think history. it says I think it says more for them to do that just like I think it says more right. for Tom Brady or you know I mean guys like that to Sidney Crosby as an example to step up and and say whether or not you're political or not you can still have the opinion that shooting a black guy in the back when he was trying to start a, stop a fight or crushing a guy's fucking throat when you're a cop is a bad thing to do. That's not a political thing. That's just being a good person. Yeah. So the NHL runs that risk. I mean, it's it's a fucking white league. These guys have lived white lives. I don't care if you're LeBron James and you're worth seven hundred million dollars right now. And I shouldn't say that I would probably wager that at some point in his life. He's had to deal with some form of sure of, of out, outward racism. Sure I'm sure on I'm sure on his social media feeds he gets enough when he hits a big fucking three pointer to beat a team. He probably hears racial racial slurs towards him. So they've lived a life, whether or not they're worth millions of dollars now. They've lived a life that has exposed them to that kind of stuff. That being said, it's like when I go to a concert. Do I want to hear Eddie Vedder talking about his political beliefs or do I want him to fucking sing daughter? I want him to sing daughter. I don't mm. want to hear his political beliefs, though. Of the twenty five thousand people in that audience that are watching Eddie Vedder, probably twelve and a half thousand of them uh, do care what Eddie Vedder's yeah, personal. And I don't know if that argument carries weight, though. LeBron James doesn't stop in the middle of the second quarter to say black lives matter. You know, he's saying no, that out, yeah. outside the arena of, Fair enough. Of, of, of the game. Right. <laughs> you know, uh, Bono going off on a tangent in the middle of a concert is is that you're right. That is one thing. I don't care. Shut up and sing. Yeah, like uh, my, you know, my if, issue. If the players stop the game midway through midway through to take a knee, I'd be like, fuck this. This is yeah. this is horseshit. Play the game. But outside of the game, free, it's free reign. Say what you want. Yeah, like, my, my issue isn't really that, like, people are political because, like, that's a personal choice. And a lot of people, it's really important to them, right? It's more like this expectation that the people that don't ever think about politics, mm. there, there, was a, there was a time when that was perfectly acceptable. Like, I've, I've 
grown up with people. I mean, it's changed now. Yeah, like what's Wayne Gretzky's political affiliation? You have no idea because he never and you talked don't about really it. Really need to know. Yeah, I hear you. It's not important. It's yeah. not important to know. Like, like I, you could find out because like a lot of these people, they just haven't developed that aspect of their life to the point where their 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 opinion is worth listening to. It's like a lot of the times, like like Tom Brady. You use Tom Brady as an example. He's friend. The guy's friends with Donald Trump, right? Like, does that mean, what does that mean? Like, does that mean that he's like a bad person? Does that mean he's just, he's just not a political guy. Like, he's just like, I don't know. I I feel like you're allowed to live a life outside of politics. And it's kind of with this whole thing, the people, instead of, you know, focusing on the messages that the people that are being political are saying, like LeBron James, like, um, you know, all, all of these, all of these other athletes, like instead of listening to them, we're zeroing in on the people that aren't saying things and like calling them out for saying, Oh, well, do you not agree with this? And it's like, well, I don't, I don't know. I, I have no, well, of course you have to agree. People are dying in the streets. It's like, what the fuck? Like, let mm. me just fucking play basketball. I don't, I'm not a fucking politi- political scientist. This is crazy. And then they say something and then, then that becomes the news and they get torn down. It's, it's, yeah. it's just really destructive. And it, it's also missing the point. It's like, we should be listening to LeBron James and not yelling at Gary Bettman. Right. <laughs> <laughs> And Fair that's enough. what well, we should actually be listening to politicians. Would yeah, and and, yeah, and talking to politicians would, would actually do something. Politicians. Yeah. yeah, like what the fuck? Like why are we like why are we yelling at Elaine Vigneault? Because the guy <laughs> yeah. like he's okay. Sure, the guy doesn't care. Maybe he does. Maybe he doesn't. He doesn't. Whatever. Okay, that that's neither here nor there. But like, what does yelling at him do? It. What does that accomplish? Well, it like you said, it's it's okay if he doesn't care. Who cares if he doesn't care? Yeah, like it's <laughs> There's fucking, lots of other people that do. <laughs> so. He's a coach of the Philadelphia Flyers. Like, great. Like, what do you like? What does that do? Mm-hmm. Like, what? I don't. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's not. Just yeah, wild, it, it's, it's, so it's not like he came out and said, "I don't believe in Black Lives Matter." Do you know what I'm saying? He just no, said, he just listen, said I'm going to play hockey and I'm yeah. in a bubble. Just, <laughs> for the people who really Literally. got upset and are calling the guy a racist, I'm sorry, you're taking things a bit far. That's, that's yeah, being no, a little overreactionary. And he's not perf- a racist. Yeah. He's just, he said a very, it's something that he shouldn't have said because Probably. again of the word optics. It's how yeah, it looks. Because he shouldn't have been it's all about optics. Which is, yeah. And I think and Chris is saying it perfectly. He should never have been asked that question. Yeah. That's then, what I mean. Like, yeah. that's what I mean. Yeah, why it's is like, the sports media coming at me with political questions? It's just right? tough. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. a hard way to go. It's a hard yeah. way. It's a hard thing to, like, look. Okay, so you look at, look at, um, uh, China and the NBA, for example, right? China has this like like the NBA is trying to break into China, and uh, they're they've been punishing uh, NBA players with endor- like lack of endorsements and shit like that for like speaking out against China's politics. So LeBron James is starts getting asked about Chinese politics, and he he sidesteps the question. Right, because he's like, I don't want to do it. It's it's no different than like right. Elaine Vigneault. It's a it's a it's a fluid situation. He has no idea what the league's gonna do. He doesn't want to step out of line, and he's worried that like if he says something damning or who knows, because he doesn't he doesn't spend that much time thinking about it. Like, I don't know. It was a little bit of a cop out. It's it's hard to believe that he didn't know what was happening. Granted, like, but you know, just like it's not unreasonable to expect that somebody just doesn't want to wade into those waters and like just fucking leave the guy alone like let him coach his hockey game like it's crazy that's my rant 
Well, the other part of it too is why, <laughs> I mean, we ask what you mean, why ask, because who cares what Alain Vigneault thinks about, like he's not, it's not like he's a major player in this whole yeah. fucking thing. So no. it's just, it's odd that, like you said that, I mean, they ask the question, he answers it in a way that you would expect someone that doesn't really give a shit about the whole situation because he's busy doing something else right now. And then they jump on him for, for answering like that. And that's probably the way most of us would answer if we were in the middle of doing our fucking job and someone was like, Hey, what do you think about black lives matter? Uh, fuck. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm in the middle of fucking closing this mortgage. I don't really have time to think about it right now. Oh, you're a fucking racist. Cause you don't do anything about it. Like, well, not really. I'm just fucking busy. <laughs> like, yeah. and it's again it's like it's distracting from the real conversation to the people that really have something to say like let's focus on like you know these these other athletes that are that have taken it upon themselves to become the face of this this movement right like this is what they want like like I, instead of arguing about all the people that don't really have a say on it or, or like, you know, Dave Chappelle's not wading into these conversations because he, and he's kind of out of, he's gone a point and say that this isn't my, he's like, I want the younger generation to lead this. This isn't my face. This isn't my, I'm, I'm with you. Mm -hmm. And this is a battle that Mm -hmm. I've spent my whole career doing, but like, I don't, I don't want to be the face of it. Like I want you, somebody, it's a young person's battle. And like, you know, we're cheering on in the background, like, you know, and and that's a very How? nuanced and, and beautiful yeah, way to approach it, right? Like, I love it, um, but it's kind of the same. How, yeah. How long ago was Colin Kaepernick kneeling? That feels like fucking forever ago. And it's the <laughs> it like same fucking ago, yeah. debate now. It's the same yeah, discussion happening now. Like I literally just watched, uh, it's that called guy, the 13th. If you guys have never yeah. seen it, check it out. It's called the 13th. It's on Netflix. It's all about the 13th amendment and yeah. uh, the abolition of slavery. And then how it's just been reworked basically over the years. And some of the things they talk about are literally the same shit that's happening now. And that movie was made oh, yeah. three or four years ago. And it's the same, con- not slightly the same, the same conversation. You we'll see what happens in November and, and a, beyond November. A guy who's going to have a place in history uh, in, in, in the wake of all this. Maybe not now, but and I mean, even Roger Goodell, the NFL commissioner, I think it was last week came out. Uh, he was asked uh, on a show that's actually... Um, it's it's a it's it's either a podcast or a recurring sort of uh, whatever it's and it's called um, uncomfortable questions with a black man or something like that. Have you heard about this? I've heard of it. Yeah. 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 Anyway, Roger Goodell was on <laughs> no. the show and he's being grilled about questions about race by people of color and he was asked about Kaepernick and he his his comment was something to the effect of I wish we had listened earlier. Um. You know, with this thing escalating and sort of snowballing right now, this is where Kaepernick's long-term legacy will be, is that he's sort of not the one who started it. I mean, let's not forget the the two American sprinters at the 68 Mexico City Olympics with their fist raised. And, you know, uh, Muhammad Ali being a a conscientious objector to going to war and all that. Kaepernick is not a pioneer, but in terms of this current movement that really has is now gaining steam. That's the thing. Mm -hmm. Kaepernick's gesture gained some traction, whereas the other ones didn't as much this is really gaining traction and and that's where kaepernick will get his historical credit is the Mm -hmm. fact that this this thing that's now building to the point where teams are refusing to play games um this this all sort of began around the kaepernick and let's not forget the what was the the clippers owner 
the Clippers oh, yeah, owner that who had fucking to guy, give up, yeah. right, had to give up the team because he was blatantly racist, you know, and, and, and all that sort of thing. This this climate right now, Kaepernick will get the nod in the history books for being sort of the one who started this thing if it takes off and gets the traction that it looks like it's mm-hmm. going to get. Yeah, and I don't even think uh, I don't even think he meant to to have it be something like it like it has been. It wasn't a fist uh, up in the air standing on the podium. You think you think of the sideline on a football game. There's like 2000 fucking players on the team. Mm. So him kneeling, you know I mean, it was kind of just caught on camera. It wasn't something where you know I mean, there was a bunch of guys on their knees with their arms around like it was just one guy just fucking kneeling. I I don't know if he thought that it was going to have quite the impact that it has and and good on him because I'm sure there was yeah. times uh, over the past couple of years where he regretted that decision um, in light of you know I mean essentially losing a football career over something so minuscule the really and, really 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 oh. needs to give him another crack some teams got to step up and, and it's almost too late and and take one for the shield the league that is yeah. it's almost too late uh, well of, I, don't, age, I don't know but. let's go back to our NHL thing do you boycott or not I mean the NFL should lick its wounds and give this guy a fucking job as far as I'm concerned he's still only 32 and he's as capable or more so than a lot of the backups yeah, in the NFL. You see the, video, you see the video of his old plays, and then you're like, now compare him to this guy who's a backup. Yeah, well, they'll show him, like, throw the yeah. ball into the crowd, and it's like, Jesus. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, there's, there's a lot of, of, of quarterbacks far less capable than him in the league. Put aside the race thing. Oh, my God. Uh, base it, base it on play, and, and the, guy, the guy should be in the NFL. He should be. The, the the Colin Kaepernick is is a perfect example of of one of the athletes that you should be listening to. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like this guy, he's like he's lived it. He's he's got true. He's he's shown true integrity over the last four or five years, and he's never he's never given up. Ivac, he's sacrificed literally everything for this cause. So hundreds um, of you millions know, of dollars. You can say that there, it's definitely like there's a lot of people saying that it opened up a bunch of opportunities for him, and that he, this is just like a play yeah. at staying relevant. But I would say that that's insane because there's no no there's that, no way to that there's no way that he would know that 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 Nike would sign him to some deal. Right. He threw away his career for standing up for for Black Lives. Like that's right. You know, the, these are the people that we should be talking about and listening to instead of, you know, it's it's uh it's and it's good. I, I I'm glad that I'm I'm really happy that that uh, that that he's starting to be viewed as, uh, you know, a um, hero just a, for, just a, for lack a of a hero. better term. It's it's a hero is what it is. It's 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 heroic what he did. Um, he sacrificed everything yeah. that he worked his entire life to 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 do and uh yeah it's a credit to him for sure so can i switch gears and 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 maybe uh bring up something that we we can maybe talk about tomorrow sure Mm. do you guys i'm sure you do um after talking about all this heavy stuff covid going back to school racism and all this heavy stuff every once in a while you need a good first world problem to come your way to remind you that you know things are still not all that bad it's it's uh, first world problems uh, allow one to have some perspective. Let me give you an example. Last night, uh, I was on the couch. I'm I'm watching the Bruins have just lost. I'm pissed, but I'm not tired. In fact, you know, I think I might stay up and watch a little bit of this Dallas Colorado game. You know, I'm feeling like a bit of a snack, so I go I go to make a sandwich and and have some chips and dip. And uh, it's, it's a nice salami sandwich. I, I'm putting together a little bit of cheese, and then we go for the Dijon mustard. And you give it the squirt, you give it the shake, you give it the squirt, and you still get that fucking mustard oh, sweat. Mustard piss. Mustard piss? Yeah. Fuck. And 
it's just oh, like you know, I took the time to shake the bottle. I don't like mustard piss. I can't stand it. Right? Please, please tell Man. me this is your first world problem that your Dijon this is, my first is too world runny. Problem, my sweaty Dijon. <laughs> but it got worse. It got worse. I don't. It's food sweat because then I cracked the the the, the dip. I came all the way down to the to the living room and I sat down and uh, had the chips. I opened the dip and there's dip sweat. Uh, and you know, and now I I've left the kitchen. I don't have a spoon <laughs> to stir the dip. I got to waste a chip. I got to use a chip as a spoon. It's going to get all soggy with this fucking dip sweat, and there's already mustard piss on my. And for you know what, I was I was legitimately upset for a second and thought, wait, ding, wait a minute. If this has got me upset, my life can't be as bad as it seems at times. Yeah, you know, 2020 is looking up. You know, things are, if this is still a problem for me, then I'm still doing okay. I guess is the the moral of the story. If I'm really as upset as I am now, and I do kind of feel like I've been gut punched. I mean, double food sweat on one snack? Come on. That's so funny. So uh, maybe tomorrow, if we, uh, let's make it a project. Maybe we come, each of us, without telling each other what they are, and maybe we'll throw this up. I, I would certainly love to hear from, from some people who listen to the podcast. So maybe we'll get this up on Facebook, too. It's, you know, what's your first first world problem? If, yeah. Maybe if the three, why don't the three of us bring three and then see who we can fish out on social sure. media? Because it really, it, it, it sometimes you're going to sit back and laugh at yourself, the fact that you're upset over mustard yeah. piss. But man, I was, I was livid. That, you just that, think to yourself, I'm such a piece you, of shit. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, you squeeze like, it and it's, <laughs> you get that, that, that splatter. Uh, it's like, ah, oh, Christ. Soaks into the mustard. fucking bread. It's Yeah, yeah. And then the bread gets, fuck. You know? And it, it was a perfectly good chip I had to use as my dip spoon. Because I am not dipping into the dip if there's sweat on top of the dip. That's got to be eradicated. Dip sweat's got to be eradicated. It is It is a plight on humanity. So, if, if we could go with first world problems for tomorrow. And, and, and I definitely problem. I definitely think we, we, we between the, the three of us, we'll be able to come up with nine, no problem. Because, you know, we can be kind of pissy sometimes. <laughs> yeah. My, my wallet's so, too small for my 50s and my diamond shoes are on too tight. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. First world problems. All right, I'm I'm good awesome. for today. You guys cool? All right, boys. Yeah, man. All right, sounds good. Peace. All right, have a good one, guys. That was fun. Right. See you tomorrow. See you. Peace. Thanks for listening to Black Sheep Radio with Ben McVie, Mark Lefave, and Chris Brown. Join the conversation at BSR Podcast on Facebook and at Radio underscore Sheep on Instagram and Twitter. 